0: Hey, Ritz Hashem Ritz Hashem. Hashem we're going to begin It's a, for me it's very exciting it's a, it's a safe word Baruch Hashem I've been through Personally On my own We're going to begin even before that You We're going to mal-mish, mal-mish At the beginning We're going to begin by the sh- What's called the Sharbla Which is this we will begin with the Sharbla We'll give a little introduction And we'll begin Ritz Hashem With the Sharbla and then we'll begin with the Hagdama that the Baal Tani wrote, which is one of the unique things we'll talk about in a minute. One of the unique things about Tanya is that it's not like most other chasidish isfarim, which are written by Talmidim, written by Chasidim, some of them were written after the, after the life of the, the Rebbe, Many years later, Tanya was written by the Baal Tani himself and it was written for his Chasidim. Every single word we'll see was written by him, every letter was written by him. It was done very, very meticulously and uh, with a lot of intention in it, and therefore we'll see in Hashem, his Agdamah that he wrote, which sounds like the Agdamah, the one that put it together, it's really the Malachite is he himself, is putting together and he will expound on what the purpose of the Sefer is. So just for a moment, I'm, I'm not, I mentioned this Thursday night, I'm not, I'm not a historian, I'm not into history, but uh, just a little bit to talk about who the Baal Tanya was. The Baal Tanya was, if you're talking about in the generations from the Baal Tev, so there was the Baal Tev, and the Baal main, main Talmud, the one who really took over the reigns after the Baal was Nifta, was the Magid, the Mizutra Magid, the Mizutra Magid had Talmidim. Most of the famous, most of the famous Rebbes that we know from the early generations, which talk about the Rebbe Reb Zusha, Remember Abimelech, you talk about the, uh, the Ketusha Slevi, Nayim. Many of the big rabbis from the early generation were either Talmidim of the Balshem and the Magid or Talmidim of the Magid. Baltani was a Talmud, a Chassid of the Magid. He came close to the Magid when he was 20 years old. He grew up as did most people in Litva It was very hard to grow up in a Chassid then because it wasn't very popular. nor weren't that many people. Most people are people who discovered it, right, which is one of the beauties. I always tell people it's, it's, it's you know, people think that you can be born a chassid. You know, you're born into the chassidish family, you're born a chassid. The reality is you can't be born a chassid because a chassid means somebody who goes above and beyond. A chassid means somebody who goes the <laughs> It doesn't have to do with what clothing you wear. It doesn't have to do with how, how you style your hair with payas or beard. It doesn't have to do with yeshivas you go to. It doesn't have to do with what, what language you speak. It doesn't have to do with how you shuckle during davening. A chassid means that you go the finibus Siddin, You go above and beyond. It has everything to do with what's going on in the inside, and the outside is a, an expression of what's taking place in the inside. But being a chassid is something you can't really be born into. So, back in the day, it was really impossible to even be born into a family of chassidim, or it's very difficult because there were so few chassidim. It was the beginning, Mamas, the third generation of chassidim. But even nowadays, I think it's important for us to understand that, regardless of what kind of family you are born. Into that has nothing to do with the word chassid. Whether you want to be a proper chassid, and we'll learn throughout the sefer how to be a chassid and what the avoid of being a chassid is. But being a chassid is something that you can work on. There's nothing to do with dress, nothing to do with language, nothing to do with what swarm. Which you know has to do a little bit with swarm. You learn nothing to do with all these exterior, external things. that's something to do with much more inside. So Valtani was born in a litvish home, a very litvish home. At the age of twenty, decided he had already finished. Come, on, call it kula. He was a bucky, bucky. He was a genius, genius, genius. If you can look at the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, if you've ever really learned halacha in depth, which means not just, you know, reading a Meshavur, if you ever really learned halacha in depth, starting with the Gemara, to the rush and the Rif, and the Ran, and the Torah, and you go through the Shulchan Aruch, and the Magan Avram, and the Taz and the Sha'ch, you go through Shulchan Aruch properly, from the beginning, from step A, all the way down to Z, and then you open up the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, and understand that what he did was, was mind-blowing, and every single word that he wrote in Shulchan Aruch HaRav, is there to figure out something and he's referencing something. A lot of times you can't figure out what he's doing, but there's just so much written in there. So it's similar to the Bura, it does similar also. That the more background you know, the more you're able to understand the greatness and, and, and the gainness of the Mishnabura. But really, you know, the Shothran HaKarav is much more katzer than the, than the Mishnabura. He doesn't write as lengthy, but what he writes is really, really, really phenomenal. Ma am a genius. So at the age of 20, he was, and you know, also the way through finish called and he was looking for a Rebbe, and he said he had two choices. He could either find himself a Rebbe and learning, or Rebbe and davening. He was either going to go to Vilna to go to the, uh, the, the Ga'in Talmid Ga'in, and to be able to learn how to learn, right, which he already had known how to do, but to really learn how to learn proper, or he said I could go to Mizrich, go to the Magham Mizrich, and find a Rebbe for davening. Those were his two choices, two paths in front of him: Rebbe for learning, Rebbe for davening. Baruch Hashem. For us at least, he chose the path of going to Mizrich, going to the Magad to learn how to daven. He knew how to learn already. So he said, okay, "No, I want to learn how to daven. He went to the Magad and became a very, very strong Magad. He stayed by the Magad the first time he came to the Maggid. He was married already, stayed by the Magad for a year and a half straight. Right? I don't think you should try this at home if you're married. He right. we went to the Magad and stayed by the Magad without his wife for a year and a half straight, getting as much as he was able to get from the Magad, went back and he was back and forth until the Magad was nifted a few years later. He was back and forth, spending a tremendous amount of time by the Magad. The Magad held very highly of him. And the Magad asked him at the age of 26 to write Shulchan aruch right. At the age of 26, right? Yeah. I think most of us here are older than 26. Yeah, 23, okay. The, the other most of us here are older than 26. 26, most of us don't know how to... Uh, we can make a landing in tomorrow, we can learn some halacha, to write Shulchan al kharav and to be tasked by the Maggid to write Shulchan al kharav unbelievable, unbelievable covenant. That's what he did. He started writing Shulchan al kharav took him a few years to write, and he wrote Shulchan al kharav which is, as we said, an unbelievable sefer. He spent a lot of his time also debating the Snagdim. He was very involved in, at that point, it was a terrible, a terrible kufa for the Chasidim, especially after the you know the Maggid was Nifter and, and, and uh, the, the, the Haramim, really excommunications coming out against Hasidim, against anybody that had anything to do with them, learning the Svarim. It was really, they're really being persecuted very, very strongly, which is a discussion for another time. But why they're being persecuted and what, what people thought they were doing wrong, it's not really our discussion, but they're being persecuted terribly. And one of the people that was able to really stand up and debate, and debate the them, was Balatanya. He was very well versed in all areas of learning. Halacha, Kabbalah, Gemara, Nigla, Nistar. And therefore he was he was an appropriate candidate to be able to stand up on the Chassidim side, to be able to debate the Mistagdom. I and he spent a lot of time. He actually went to go, he went with Ibn Achim from Bitebsk to go meet the Vilnagayn and he was not uh, he was not let in. For whatever reason the Gain did not let him in. They went twice to try to meet the Gain, neither of the times were they let in. And the Goyin did not want to have a conversation with them for whatever reason beyond our comprehension. The going did not have a conversation, but he was the one, which means at a young age, he wasn't the oldest of the was one of the younger Talmud, but he was already tasked with going to speak to the Vilna to be able to debate the Vilna guy. which if you can imagine, you know, who the Vilna was, to be able to talk to him and debate him and to be able to convince him that, you know, the, the way the Hasidim was right, was obviously something that the Hasidim held him in very, very high regard to send him as the messenger to go talk to the Geyin. And that's really a little bit about who he was, and, and he's, you know, he spent most of his time in White Russia. They used to call him the Litvak, because he was very involved in that area of Litta, White Russia, and you know, those, those areas that he spent time, eventually he was a Avram you Kalasker, know, moved to Eretz Yisrael, and um, you know, he really took over after that, and he took over as a Mashpia, they really split up after the Maggit, they really split up all over and they each took different areas in which they were spreading chasidahs, and his area was mostly white Russia. and he was there, and he had, he had tens of thousands of Hasidim at different points. There tens of thousands of chasidim were connected to him, who were involved with him, and we will see that really the whole sefer was written as a response to the overabundance or the overwhelming number of Hasidim who were coming to talk to him personally one-on-one. He really wrote the sefer as a way to really answer their questions without having to deal with each one of them individually. That was the purpose and the goal of the sefer was to deal with a lot of what took place within the context of a Sefer, and i will deal with why he wrote a Sefer and how a Sefer can take the place of talking to somebody one-on-one, but that's really what it was, because he had pasher, t- thousands and tens of thousands of chasidim coming to him, to talk to him, to hear from him, to learn the deep, deep Torah. You, uh, you open up, which are, you know, t- Tanya is much more understandable. Sure, the first Sefer, Sefer shall beyn in him, comes a little bit more difficult, is really this five Sfarim Tanya. Right? but it got a little bit more difficult, Sefer Shalbananim is when people say Tani, they're normally referring to Sefer Shalbananim, and that's the one that's most of the time, Alpi Raif, most of the stuff is not very Kabbalistic, it's more easy to understand, you open up Lakutya Taira Taira Arad, the or the Baltania. Tanya, it's very, very deep, and very, very strong, and very powerful, you know, with deep ideas, you could be misplaining, and sit and think about it, General Chabad this is like that, very deep ideas, and it's it's, it's people are coming to hear his Chassidus, people are coming to talk to him, and practical things, to talk to him and learning, and he's very involved in many, many things in the cloud and in the So That's really who the Baal Tanya was, very, very big without getting into the whole arichos and the whole history of who the Tanya was. So let's talk about the Sefer of Tanya, right? That's really what we're here for. It's not so much to talk about the Baal Tanya, but to talk about what he gave us in the Sefer Tanya. Yes, what is the Sefer Tanya? The Sefer Tanya is really here to address, like we said, the, questions that we all have. And we'll see in the Hagadah. he says it very, very clearly. Sefer Tanya should answer any questions that you have in a decision, any, any questions. Right, he wrote this as, as an all-encompassing guide to anybody who wants to serve Hashem. And it deals with all the challenges in serving Hashem. It deals with all the pitfalls in serving Hashem. It deals with all the milestones serving Hashem. It deals with all the proper ways to serve Hashem. It deals with everything. Literally, from a to z, how to be able to serve Hashem, how to be able to figure out who we are, and how to be able to figure out what the best way is to be able to serve Hashem, and he'll begin, really, with discussing who we are and figuring out how do we identify ourselves? right? We we're talking a lot in the Shirma about that if we don't figure out how we identify ourselves, and we don't have proper self-awareness, it is very, very difficult to be able to grow properly, right? A person could say, okay, I'm learning, I'm davening, I'm involved in many things, but if I don't know who I am, if I don't have proper self-awareness, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to have real growth because I don't know who I am, I don't know what I'm struggling with, I don't know what my are, I don't know what my chesrenas are, I don't know anything about myself, I don't know how to identify myself, so how in the world am I supposed to grow? I'm just supposed to continue following along the path of doing the things that I'm doing. First step is, I need to figure out who I am. I need to identify myself and I need to know what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, what the Yetzirah wants for me, what the Yetzirah wants for me, what's going on inside of me. And once I figure all that out, then I'm able to serve Hashem. Now I, now I can identify myself, now I know who I am, now I know what I'm capable of, now I know what, what, what the challenges are in being an Yavad Hashem, and now I have the ability to be able to serve Hashem properly. And really he begins the whole safer with that, with, with the purpose of, Self-identification. Yeah, you know, like you have on a, on a radio channel, on a radio station. What do they say when they had uh, station station ID, right? Station identification. Stop and figure out who you are. Safe or tiny is meant the station identification to figure out who we are and what we're made of. And we deal with a lot of lot of lot of confusion in our lives. Right, most of us. I think you can talk for most of us. We deal. We're like go like this, back and forth, and back and forth, even though, even even if you're balanced, and even if Parach Hashem, you know, we're, we're living balanced lives, the, 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 the nature of a human being, especially a Yid, is that we deal with we're flying from side to side, and we deal with such confusion. Person can be sitting and learning in the rest for three hours, person learns a real good first seder. good first seder, not, you know, not so person learns in the yeshiva, learns a good first seder, and then he goes to gourmet to buy, you know, to buy food by lunch, and he finds himself looking, you know, looking at every woman in the woman in the store. And he says, well, "What's going on?" Right? I just learned a good first Seder. I just learned for real. It wasn't like some sort of joke. I just learned a proper first Seder And I find myself all of a sudden, my eyes are strained. This I find myself looking at things all over. Right? A person says, you know, I'm, in, I'm involved in, 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 in and then somebody asks me for tzedakah, I have no interest in giving to him. Or I am, I'm quick to say lashon Har about somebody else. And, and it's very confusing for us because on the one hand, we feel like, okay, we're on fire, we're doing well, we're involved in what we're supposed to be involved in, and then five minutes later, the same person doing the same thing in the same day, not you know, a month later when we have a full, the same day, five minutes later, we find ourselves on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum doing something totally, totally different. And it's very confusing for us. And it's very challenging for us because we say we don't know who we are. Is the real us the one that learned three hours for a Seder? Or is the real us, the one that's looking at every married woman? Who's us? What are we about? Right? What's the real us? There, is the real us the one that really loves everyone? Or is the real us the one that just, you know, inside, deep inside our heart, ha- has absolutely no interest in talking to these people and has no problem, you know, saying terrible things about them inside, at least on the inside. Right? It gets very, very confusing. And, and, and until we're able to figure out the confusion and figure out who we are, growing in proper way, is very, very challenging and very difficult. And therefore, he begins this safer explaining to us who we are. State, station identification, explains to us who we are, what we're made of, what, what's going on inside of us emotionally, intellectually, and in the world of action, which means we have to figure out, right, there's the whole world of therapy, the whole world of all psychologists and all social workers and all, what do they call it, um, life, um, Life, uh, life coaches, or all, all—all these things, anything with mental health, all of it's basically trying to figure out what it says in Tanya. How to be able to figure out what's taking place inside of us, what's taking place in the inside. What are the emotions that we deal with? What are the mylist that we deal with? what 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 is the challenges when the emotions don't turn into action? When we feel something and we don't act on the emotion, all of it, all of it, all of it boils down to what he's going to tell us in Tanya, just to define ourselves, our emotions, our actions, our intellect, to figure out all of that and to figure out how they work, how they can work can sync with each other and how they can work in a way in which in which we are able to utilize them for proper avaids, for proper Hashem. one of you know one of the challenge one of the challenges we find in, in, in one of the challenges we find in, in two weeks ago is Parsha you know when it comes to when it comes to Rifka right so Rifka goes and Rifka goes with right rivka's Rifka pregnant with twins she doesn't know she's pregnant with twins they're running back and forth and she goes to, goes to serve Hashem. And they say, she says, what does she say before she goes to, to, to Hashem? V'ever? She says, Right, if I'm having all of this pain inside of me, I'm having this pain, so what do I need it for? And the obvious question is, Rifka waited for how many years to have a child? She for 20 years to have a child. Yeah? 10 years, the like Gemara says that she waited before she was right to actually have a child. 10 years, when she was possible to have a child. And she's feeling a little bit of pain during, during, during pregnancy, and what does she say? I don't need the whole thing. Because it's painful, the pregnancy is painful for nine months, ready to give up on having a child. So the Svarim explained to us, shleim, there were and others, talk, 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 talk about this Indian. Rifka Rivka didn't mind the pain, the physical pain that she was going through. Rivka said, if what's going on inside of me is that I have one child inside of me who's so confused and so mixed up, that when I pass by an Avaida Zara house, he's kicking yeah. to get out. And when I pass by a she's he's kicking out. She said, I don't need a child like that. Yeah. A child who's so confused <laughs> and has no clarity in who he is, she said, <laughs> then I then I don't need that. And she goes, literally says Hashem, and she says, what's going on? A child that's good, I can deal with. A child that's bad, I can deal with. But the confusion, the confusion that we all deal with, we're jumping back and forth from the world of Aveidah Zara to the world of Besmejish, from the world of Anaychi Availa Kecha." To the word of la yilacha, la back and forth, that word. She said, A child like that, it was such confusion. That's not what I need. And he said, No, don't worry, there's two children inside of you. It's not one child. There's no, there's no one child who's so confused. There's two children inside of you. Each one of them is headed in their own separate directions Yaakov and Esav, They each have their own mylas and own They're each headed in totally different ways. And the Baltani is going to do the same thing. He's going to explain to us that the confusion comes not because we're one person that's confused. But it's shnei going This confusion because there's two of us inside of us. There's two us. There's two, there's two. When we say me, there's two me's inside of me, which are trying to take control of me. And we'll talk about that much more in Farak Much more than that. Split personality. Yeah, we're split, split, split. Different kuf is different yeah. like what I have. Sometimes is... I want to have yeah, nine. So you're like you're like uniquely like on, on this side, I'm not going to say on the other side. Right? right. And that, that's, what, that's what it is. That's what he's going to talk about. this, but Mamish this Indian, there's two yous. It's not just means that there's me and then there's like a little voice telling me to do, no, he's going to explain to us. like you the saying, Mamish split personality. there's two, yeah, what's it called? Two-faced. two, totally, totally two-faced. There's two parts of us and there's a battle taking place, a real internal battle taking place between good and evil inside of us. The truth from both sides. Meaning like we have a towards a pull towards pole. both sides and we'll have to figure out how we channel that pull and how we, but that's what he's gonna to explain to us just right. figuring out who that. we are and what we're all made of and that's really once we get to that and right. once we figure out the real us Sorry. then well, we can, we can get baller, right? yeah we'll, we'll base them I mean, base them, them. yeah bait yeah lines. that's part of what we'll do what, part yeah, of what he does our, that's, for sure That's see this in general yeah 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 Sorry, this is it, this is it, 100%, uh, this is it. But it's, 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 it's taking Kabbalah and bringing it down, it's the Chachmah, it's, it's, it's the deepest, deepest secrets, but it's the secrets which help us reveal who we are. And once we figure that out, once we get clarity, Shem, right? Shem, yeah. this is all, it's all based on the Balshem and, and the magid. Different. but this is all here for the same purpose, to help us figure out who we are, so we can figure out how do we go through that. life, and how do we connect Hashem properly. And it's so Gishma, because He deals with all the realities of our life, like I said, he's here to answer all the questions. He's going to deal with all the challenges that we deal with because of this split personality, because of this dual personality, because we're two-faced, because we're pulled in opposite directions. How do we deal with it? How do we make sure we do it properly? How when we daven, when he deals with them, par par when we're davening, we find ourselves thinking about everything else in the world other than the words in front of us, right? We're sitting and we're davening, we're saying sh'mana esray, and we're thinking about vacation, we're thinking about supper, we're thinking about breakfast, we're thinking about where we should go, we're thinking about what happened last night, we're thinking about what type of car we should go, everything else other than davening, it's the only, right? And, it's the only time we actually have to think. Exactly, <laughs> and, and and he'll deal with it. Okay, so, so what do we do with that? So how do we how do we overcome those machshavas? How do we deal with that? That's a challenge which is a reality in all of our lives. How do we deal with it? How do we make sure that we work on it? He'll deal with all of this, but the first step is really figuring out who we are, and that's really what the whole Sefer is. The whole safer is understanding, I think that's what we wrote in the title, understanding ourselves and the souls inside of us, figuring out who we are, and then we're able to figure out, okay, what do I do? Who's the panemius? Who's the real me? What's taking place? What do I really want? When I say I, what do I mean? what does the word I mean? What am I referring to? Out, my neshama, my guf. My what am I referring to? Who am I? And what, been, oh, so we we'll so we're going to get, we'll get to all that. We're going to get to the tzaddik, the in the Russia, and his definition of that we'll get to that also. The sefer is called Sefer but that's what the sefer really is, and that's what he's really going to be doing in this, in this sefer. Yeah. So just, just to, to to understand, and, and we'll see this more as we go through the shabla. But, but that's that's really what the what the purpose is, is to give us this this clear, this clear, uh, this clear uh, in a very practical way. Clear identification of who we are, like you said, bringing the Kabbalah down and making it something which we can utilize and make sure that we're able to use to connect to the Rebbeinu in a very proper way. Yes, yeah, so let's see. I think it's good I to see the Sharbla, which really is the ha- the Hakdomah to the Sefer. All right it's over here, we'll read it. We'll read it inside. There's some, the some, uh, the some things that we'll be able to gain by rec- just from reading it, by re- be able to recognize exactly what the purpose of the Sefer was. Yes, he says like the Sefer Lakute Amaram. Right, originally Lakute Amaram means it's. A collected, the collected sayings, because originally it was given out, and we'll see this a little bit more. Originally, it was given out as a bunch of little pamphlets, which were given out. little sayings that were given out. Risha this is the first chelak, which is called sefer shelveninim. That was originally the sefer was not called Tanya when it was put out. Only a later editions that it started being called Tanya. It was originally called sefer shelveninim or Lukute al-marim. Lukute al-marim is the gathered sayings of the Balatanya, and then was called sefer We look at the piece svarim and we piece seifrim. It's gathered from svarim and seifrim. Svarim, the the, the, the mepharshim explained that svarim means the shla and the maral. That's from the world predating the Barshamtiv, the world of Shlom and Miral. We pisayfrim is from the Barshamtiv and the Magid, so it's we pis swarim, we pisayfrim. K'doishay elyain, nishmas 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 elyain, and a yusid al pasuk. The whole sefer is built on one pasuk. Yeah, if you have to tie up the whole sefer, zok the I'll tell you the whole the whole sefer is coming to explain to you one pasuk. Kikarav elecha hadaver ma'oid, b'ficha obavavchala asaisa peladik a pasuk. Yeah, what does a pasuk mean? Kikarav elecha, it's close to you, hadaver. HaDavar, which means, taira Tshuva, Rashi Ramban, but it's very close to you, Beficha in Ubalvavche your, in your mouth, in your heart, to do it. In fact, the this is going to be the question that he's really dealing with, Lavar hatev, right? Which, to explain, really? Really? Like you said, is it so easy to serve Hashem constantly? The challenge is, right? Is it, the Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu said, not for himself, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling every single Yid, and for all eternity, 2021 included, 12 Shem Pei included, Velecha It's very easy for you to serve Hashem. Not just La'aseysa, right? Which means maybe externally, it may be easy because based on society we're part of and based on the Matzah we're and based on where we grew up. Maybe La'aseysa is very easy. It's not what the Pasuk says. which means to say it, Bilvavcha, and the emotions, and La'aseysa. Zakti Valatani, really? It's so easy to do to feel and to speak like an Eved Hashem constantly, to be close to Hashem, for everybody. Again, this passage Moshe Rabbeinu saying is not written for tzaddikim, it's not written for and it's written for Hashem also says, Zakta Balatanya, I'm going to write you a say for now. 53 prakam explaining to you how in the world it's easy, it's easy, and it's natural for every single yid to serve Hashem, not just externally, but internally, emotionally, it's easy. It's easy. davar ma'oid. Right? This is the Torah being written. This is the Rabban himself writing the Torah. So when the Rabban Shem writes, and then he puts in the word ma'oid, that means it's very easy. Right? So Fract the Balatani. If I came to you and I told you it's very easy to be a from Jew, not only externally but internally to be on fire constantly, to be connected to Hashem constantly, on the outside and inside, you would tell me I don't think it's true. It maybe maybe kishmak, it maybe may MS, maybe the right thing to do. It may feel fulfilling, but to tell me that it's very easy. We'd say, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know who said that statement, but it's not true. Zaktabaltai, and the and said that statement to every single one of us. And therefore, he has to write 53 prakim to explain to us how it's really easy, really easy to be able to serve the Rabbani And he'll explain to us that not only is it easy, it's part of our nature. <inaudible> part of our very, the essence of our nature is to be able to serve Hashem properly. With all parts of our being, emotion, intellect, and action. Yeah. Isn't it like a little bit of a contradiction for him to say it's easy but then to say that there's like there's something broken. Oh, How oh so what does he say in the next? A very good way. What is he saying in the next line? Yeah. Mom, the next line. He answers your question. In a path which is long and very short. What does he mean a path which is long and very short? So we know the Gemara. The Gemara in Erevan says, one of the Tanam, I don't remember who it was, came to a a forest and there were two paths in front of him. And he asked somebody, which path should I take? So he said he could either take the short path that's very long or the long path that's very short. So what did he pick? He picked the short path that was very long, right? He went on the short path and he got involved in such bushes and, and, and undergrowth and thorns and growth over there. He wasn't able to make it through and he turned around after 10 minutes and said, it looks very short but it's actually very long and difficult. And he backed up and he said, wait, you told me it's a short path. He said, I said, it's short, but it's very long, which means in distance, the distance from point A to point B, it is the short of the two paths. In terms of difficulty, it's a it's gonna take you a lot longer. And he went in the other path, which in distance, which much, was which much longer, but in terms of the easiness, it was much easier. Zakti Balatani, I'm here to explain to you, not, not in one sentence, because if you had to do it in one sentence, then obviously we would, this would be the magic potion that we'd all, the pill that we'd all swallow. The one sentence of oh, so it's easy, once you understand once you understand the system which means is it understand a lot of obviously not. Oh, but that's but that's knowledge. But that he's not talking about knowledge. He's talking about the action of serving Hashem emotionally, intellectually and practically is very easy once you understand the rules of the game. Uh-huh. And once you understand who you are, station you identification do you do. You you and you understand do you do. the rules of the game, the whole thing is easy. Which means is it harder is it difficult to uh you know to do coding? I don't I don't know. It's probably it depends, right? Some people have a head for it. Once you know and so, about coding, no, so some even me, if you taught me coding, it would probably be very difficult for me because I don't have a head for coding. I don't know. I've never tried coding. I don't know what coding is. But I don't, I don't I think it would be very difficult. I mean, just because certain people have cut out that it's easier for them to do certain things. The pastor is telling you that every yid, every yid, it's easy for them to serve a shams. Dr. Balotani, I'm gonna give you the basic layout, the re- basic recipe. Follow the recipe, it's like a Duncan Hines cake. All you need to do is follow the steps, the you box. put the right ingredients in, it's on the box, you put the egg in, it's very simple. Put it in the oven, it will come out a delicious cake every single time. It's very easy. Now again, if he told it to us in one sentence, then it's not Rucha It's a. No, but he's going to go explain to it. us how everything, everything. I'm saying, but one mitzvah leads to another, and slowly you, you build up your arsenal. And... Okay, but that's but that's you no. Know, uh, but he's going to tell us something much more much more fundamental than that. He's not going to just tell us, okay, you know, work on something, you know, uh, you know, mitzvah mitzvah mitzvah, and you'll you'll be fine eventually. He's going to explain to us the whole the the the, the underpinnings of everything. He's gonna explain to us the underground of everything, of us, of every mitzvah, what Torah is. Yeah, so your Rebbe told you in Yeshiva you don't like learning Torah, so learn a little bit more and eventually you are like it. And now he's gonna to explain to us what Torah is. Once you understand what Torah is, so your ability to be able to learn it is very, very different because you understand the, the technical aspects of what Torah is. Once you understand what a mitzvah is, it's different. Yeah, of course, it's the whole thing changes. And once you deal with the difficulties of davening and you understand what you're supposed to do, so it's very easy, you now have the arsenal, you have the tools, you have the weaponry to be able to fight the Yetzirah, to be able to ensure that you grow. You have everything in your toolbox. He <laughs> like said, I'm going to give you the proper toolkit. I'm going to show you how to use the tools and then you'll be fine. It's Derecha Rucha, Shik It's going to look long. It's 53 prakham long and it's probably not going to take us, you know, six months to finish. it might take us a lot longer than that. But it's Ketzara. Why? Because this is the quick path. This is the easy way to do it. This is the real way. And one of the things is also, also coming to, to, to talk about, which he'll talk about a lot on the sefer, is this concept. This, the the Mefarshim explain a lot of Mefarshim and Tani, but some of the Mefarshim explain. But he's coming to also exclude is a lot of people feel this is the sefer of Tani is written, you know, on a very very different, very different Mahalach. Many people feel that if I get emotionally stimulated by something, that will get me excited about that, about davening, about learning, about serving Hashem, right? So if I if I get myself externally, emotionally stimulated, eventually I'll be able to do it. Yes, I go to davening, I go to kablach minin, that's an emotional, external stimulation, which then I get excited, I dance, I hear the singing, it's nice, and that gets me more on fire internally. And that is a way, but that's not the way of the tanya. The way the tanya, the Tani is going to explain to us, it all begins right up here. right? What's the, what's the chesidus called? Chabad, what does Chabad stand for? Chachma It all starts up here in the head, and then filters down to the emotion. So that's not as short. Right, which means to get emotionally stimulated is is the short path. But it's also very long because what happens when you're not by music Right, what happens when you don't have that external stimulation? So you don't, then you're not connected, right? If your way of being connected is to external stimulation, it's very quick because all it takes is get into the right kumzitz, get into the right matzah, get the right chabrus get into the right yeshiva, learn the right sugi, learn the right sefer, and then the external stimulation happens immediately, quickly, but it's like the baltani, it also doesn't last. So it's derech kitzara, see arucha, because then you're flying up and down and up and down and up and down. One day you're into it, the next day not into it. He says, I'm going to give you the way that may look arucha, and may look longer because it begins all the way up here. It begins with what he's going to call sbeinenos. It begins with real deep thinking, real deep thinking about, about the Rabanne and about the concepts he's going to talk about. And then once, you, once it starts up here in the brain, then it filters down to the emotions. And then, when you dive in a Kabbalah Shabbos and you've learned the Maimah from the Kutu Ter Terr and you know what Shabbos is and you know what Shabbos Malkasa means and you understand what the, who the Shabbos queen is and you understand what L'chadoydi L'chreskala what does it mean come my beloved to greet the queen and you understand it in a deep, deep way intellectually in your brain you understand the concepts of what the Rabbana what it means that there's something called Aliyah Salamis on Shabbos all the worlds get raised you understand all of these things, so then when you come into Friday night davening, it doesn't make a difference. You could be davening the coldest minute in the world, I when they do the and it doesn't make a difference. You're on fire, why? Because I'm not using external stimulation to get me into davening. I'm using something internal, something deep. So it's it doesn't happen like that. But it's katsara, because it's this is the real way. This is the way that's going to make a lasting, changing effect in you. If you really figure out what takes place when you daven, if you really figure out how to daven properly, so it may take much more time than just getting emotionally stimulated, but this is the real deal. This is derecha rucha, She When you're alone with, you, with people. Or in
1: Nepal, Exactly,
0: exactly. Nepal. So it's oh Derech HaRucha Shi'i it's longer. It's much longer than external stimulation, but it's much more long-lasting. This is real. This is the real thing because it works up here, and then it may, eventually it, it, it filters down to the world of the emotions, and I'll talk about what happens when there's a block between them, but that's the real way, is that it's <laughs> Derech HaRucha, Shi'i Ketzer, Ba'ezus is Yisbarach, and obviously all of this only happens with the help of the rabbi Shalom, by Geras HaTshuva, and Geras HaKadosh, okay, that's really, May, may Admar be Derech HaRucha Ketzer, okay, Okan Yon I'll <laughs> we'll talk about chuva. So we'll see sefer sefer beninim. We'll see something called we'll see something called where will explain to us how the upper worlds work, which is less practical than sefer shel beninim, but also very very necessary to get the full picture. We'll see something called igeruset Explain to us what proper Chuva is. Igeruset many letters, kuntrosa which is the last of the five sperm, All of that, called elu tamim and lamala ir All this is put together by the holy the holy uh, the holy uh, balatanya the key or Hatanya, Tanya, yeah. is really the proper one. as As now it's been properly gone through each and every part of it, and now it's been done in a proper way in which you are going to be able to understand that. And that's really what the hakdama is and we'll see that every word, right? They say that the, the Baal Tanya was one time sitting with his head deep, deep in thought and his brother came into the room and his brother said, uh, Shreya what are you doing? So he said, I'm thinking, he said, I've been thinking for two weeks already but the letter Vav, one of the letter Vavs in Tanya, if I should have a Vav or not have a Vav. And he said, it'd be Kadai for six weeks. They spent six weeks on deciding whether to put that letter Vav in or not. Right, so every word is written and we're obviously not gonna, we don't have the ability at least I don't have the capability to be able to go through and understand every word, the deeper, deeper meaning of it. But it's, it's, it's We'll see. The, the main point is to take the practical lessons out of it to really be able to understand it and to figure out what is, uh, what is supposed to be taken about it. Yes. Yeah, so let's see the Hagdama because the, Maidah, the the Hagdama will give us a lot of, a lot of insight into exactly what the purpose of the Sefer is, what the challenges with writing a Sefer are in general, what the challenges with learning a Sefer are in general. And once we do that, we'll be able to figure out okay what the Avodah is. We're going to skip the Haskamas, although many people learn them as well when they. Do, they have a yearly cycle of learning Tanya, which is beginning next week. slave, yeah, they have daily Tanya that they learn, they do that Askamas as well. We're gonna skip them for now and go to, where it says Hakdamas HaMalakeh. Yes, this is the HaMalakeh. V'hi i'geres shlucha Anchi Yeah, this was an i'geres, a general letter, which was sent out to Anchi Shlameinu, which just means our people, Anash, our people were sent out to the Chabad Hasidim who were learning Tanya originally. Right now Baruch Hashem Tanya has been spread and, and learned, you know, by, by all sects. Chsedim, non Chsedim, but uh, it's been learned, le- being learned by everybody. Uh, they call it the Chumash of Chsedas, and it's really like that. It's five, five, five Svarim, similar to Chumash of, Chumash of taira, And It really is. It's really a Torah. You know, the Torah of the world of is really breaking it down in a very, very clear fashion, just like Chumash. The Torah Shav written clearly, piece by piece, everything, everything that's, uh, everything that's there. Yeah. So let's. Um, so let's start from there. This is a letter written by the Baal Tanya that went along with the printing of the Sefer of Tanya, went along with these pamphlets that originally, like we said, they originally sent out as pamphlets, and then eventually turned into the full Sefer, Sefer of Tanya, the way we have it. So this is a letter that the Baal Tanya wrote to try to explain what the purpose of the Sefer is and why he wanted it to be spread through, to all Anshish Lamein and to all the Khabar Hasidim. So he says, I'm calling to you each personally. Shimu Eli, listen to me. Those that are chasing tzedek, those that are chasing righteousness, mevakshet Hashem. Those that are mevakshet Hashem. Those that are searching for Hashem. Yishmu aleichem, yishmu aleichem aleikim. Le megadol va arkaton kol anash. The all the people in our cities, and all the people in the cities near it, and they should each listen and learn and listen to the letter that I am writing. Yeah, so he says the issue and the challenge with him writing a safer and again, you know, as we said before, many of the Svarim that were written, oh, many of the Svarim that were written originally were written by Chassidim, which came after the Rebbe was Nifty. Yes, you take the Sefer Me'ash Lech. Me'ash was not written by the Ishwitzer, it was written by Chassidim after. my son after, it was written by Chasidim after. So, Mamela, when you write a Sefer after a Tzaddik's Nifter, yeah, you take a Sefer like Basayan, right? Tonight's a Basayan, it's your The Sefer Basayan wasn't written by the Tzaddik's Nifter, it was written later. So, the model of writing a Sefer after the Tzaddik's Nifter is we want to have at least something from the Tzaddik, some of the Torah of the Tzaddik, written down for generations. But the Baal Tanya is dealing with something very different, where he's writing a Sefer while he's alive. But not just a sefer on the Torah that he said, Torah, Torah the Torah that he said by, you know, by, the, by, by Shal Shuddus that week, the Torah that he said in the Parshish. He's writing a sefer and hadracha for people, how to, how to be able to live as Avdeh Hashem. So the obvious challenge he's going to deal with in writing the sefer is, why write the sefer? You're available, I can still come to you, I can still talk to you, why in the world would you write a sefer and tell me that this should take the place of talking to me personally as the Rebbe, why don't you just come to me personally? And it's going to deal with four main challenges that we have in learning a sefer versus talking to a person in, in, versus talking to a tzaddik in person, right? And this is something which you know Chabach, nowadays are dealing with because they don't have the ability to be able to talk to the rebbe anymore, right? To be able to, to have Yechidus with the rebbe, and they're just learning from the Sephardim, But he's going to write that when the tzaddik's alive, obviously it would be much more beneficial, much greater to be able to go to the go to the tzaddik and talk to him directly. Right? This is, you know, this, this is, Nachman uh, writes about this also that the ri'iyas finay tzaddik and talking to a tzaddik is incomparable to learning from a sefer, both in terms of ruchniyas. And he'll, he's going to also give us four practical reasons why learning, learning out of a sefer doesn't come close to listening to an actual tzaddik, right? Ein adoima, chazal say, Ein adoima, shmiyah le Right? You can't compare shmiel le He's going to say, Ein adoima, ri'iyah le Not that you can't compare seeing, you can't compare hearing about something to seeing it, the opposite by him, right? He's gonna say you can't compare seeing something in a book the yeah. hearing gets straight from the tzaddik. so didn't, he's gonna. Didn't you mention before that the reason why he made the Sefer is because he was having too many people come to him? Yeah, but but very nice. That's very nice. That, that's an ex, that, that's a reason why he was trying to stop. was trying to stem the tide of the over of the overabundance of people coming to him. Right. But the Hasidim are all saying that's very nice, but it doesn't it doesn't meet it doesn't meet the meet the needs. And he's gonna explain four reasons why a Sefer doesn't meet the needs of talking to the Rebbe directly. And he's gonna explain why nevertheless he chose to write the Sefer and he feels like it will take the place. Of having the having the individual attention from the rebbe himself. So if, even though a safer generally wouldn't be as if it's speaking to a rebbe, but he's going to make you feel from learning a sefer that's as if. He's exactly, exactly, and he's going to he's going to go through can't. very very clearly what why a safer is not as good as talking to a rebbe. why not? So I'm learning from a safer It's the same no. thing. Also, what's the difference? What's the difference? Person is going to go through very very clearly four reasons why you can't compare learning a safer to. Learning a safer too, talking to its tzaddik. Yes, he says, <laughs> He says, I know this Kimargula de Inchi. It's something which is spoken about by people, Anash, especially by his people, because again, he was sending out these contrates, these little pamphlets. He was sending them out to the chassidim, giving them Hajracha in Hashem, And they said, Listen, I, I know that there's murmurs that people are saying that people are not happy. And people are going around saying, listen, it's very nice the Rebbe is sending out these beautiful Kuntray sim, which have a lot of Hadrach and Avadis Hashem. But I know that Laymar Kainadem is Shmiya's Divri Musr, a shakira It's not, you can't compare Shmiya's Divriya Musr, you can't compare hearing Musr, which means directly from a tzaddik himself, the Vakriya Bisfarim, to reading it in a Sefer. Why? First of all, shakira Kairu Lofidarq. First of all, when you learn a Sefer, you learn it based on your Derech and your Das. When you learn a Sefer, you're learning it with all of your previous experiences that you have, good and not good. You're learning it with the amount of knowledge that you have, emotional and intellectual. And therefore, everything you're learning is just based on who you are. So maybe the Sefer is the greatest Sefer in the world. And maybe it's written by the biggest Sadiq, and maybe it has the best eighties in the world for you to become the best ayvah Hashem. But if you, the reader, don't have the proper kalim to know how to translate, that, that's safer into the world of practicality, or you're, mis, or you're mis, you know, mis, um, misinterpreting it based, based on, right, many times people want to do something, and then they open up and say, wow, pshh, Mnachman says over here that this is what I'm saying, no, I don't know, Tell you, you know calm down, right? It's not what he says. Right? My, my friend Yaakov Klein told me that. Uh, he says, you know, there used to be a big sign. I haven't seen this in person, but there used to be a big sign in on one, one of the restaurants in, uh, restaurants in, in Uman. They said, "Kitsrichen ma'oi l'rachem l'rachem alaguf," which is a line from the Kuti Which the next line, "Kitsrichen ma'oi l'rachem alaguf," that Rachmanes on the guf, that you know it's stuck within the shama, and the guf is going through so much yisur and it's pulled in different directions. And he's talking about that you have to inve- you have to you have to give the guf a tremendous amount of ruchnius, and you have to have Rachmanes on the guf that Nabach. It's so far away from the world of neshama. You have to you have to push it. Give. The guf, a lot of ruchni is right. But what they have in this big meat restaurant? Kitzurichim oid l'rachem al guf. And they quote from the Kuzimiran. Right, Rabbi Nachman says you have to have chmanas on the guf. So come in and eat meat. Right. So again, you could find the line and take it and misconstrue it and say, yeah. See, Reb Nachman said you have to eat good meat. Right. So a person reading the the sefer is great, and with the, with the tzaddik's writing in the sefer is fine. But the 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 challenge or the chasaren is in the reader, that the reader is only reading the Sefer based on his seichel and das. And if he's confused and he doesn't have clarity, and he's going in the way of darkness, so he opens up a Sefer which is full of light, the issue is he's full of darkness. So maybe the safer is the perfect safer, but it doesn't plug into his holes because his holes are not open. He doesn't have the proper calum, the proper vessels to be able to receive and interpret the safer in a way which is beneficial for his Avadis So the safer is perfect, but the challenge is in the one reading the sefer. Even though the sefer is sweet to the sweet to the eyes and it's mirapla nefesh, it has healing powers. The sefer, the sefer can heal a person's neshama. The sefer can heal a person's neshama. Nevertheless, if the guy reading it doesn't know how to use it properly, it doesn't work. You could have the greatest medication, the greatest medication. If you don't know how to administer the medication, if you don't know where to take the medication, how to take the medication, the doses to take the medication of, it's not going to help you at all. So it's very nice. That you got the most expensive chemotherapy, you know, or somebody Khalilah, who's, who's sick. It's the, but if they don't know how to use it, if they don't know the doses to use it, it doesn't help, and that's the purpose of the doctor. The doctor says, okay, these are the doses, right? And in, in, you know, the world of in the, in the world of uh, you know patients going through going through chemotherapy. So every every day or every week they meet the doctor. The doctor looks at the records, looks at the scans, looks at where they're going, and says, okay up at you know, two milligrams a day, up at two milligrams an hour, take it down, maybe we should switch the protocol. So it, the nurse can have all the greatest medicines at her disposal. She can go to the pharmacy and get everything from A to Z, but if the nurse doesn't have the doctor telling her to administer the medication, the medication's gonna do absolutely nothing. So you can open up a safer, you know, which is the greatest safer, it is the greatest art. It's, it can show you in the most deepest practical way to serve Hashem, but if you don't connect to the safer properly, if you don't know how to use the safer properly, then it's not gonna help you. And therefore, that's the first challenge in learning a Sefer as opposed to talking to, a, talking to a person directly is when you talk to a Rebbe, a Mashpia, a Tzaddik, a Rebbe, then the Rebbe will say, listen, you come to the Rebbe and you ask the Rebbe a question, the oh, so Rebbe, so what should I do, this or this? So, oh, so the Rebbe means I should do this? no, 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 no that's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's what you wanted me to say. That's not what I said. I said something very, very different. Let's, let's back up a step. Let's go through it again. What do you want to know? This or this? Okay, now let me explain to you what you should do. Oh, so I should do this? No, no, no. I'll explain it to you a third time, right? You're sitting with somebody and, and it could be a back and forth We are even if you don't have the proper calum, even if, like you said, your das is mebulbul, and your bechashaycha yisalechu. Nevertheless, you have somebody there who's able to work it through with you, piece by piece, to help you ensure that you're, that you're getting the information, the medication, in the proper, healthy way. Yeah, so that's the first challenge. Maybe the safer is perfect, but the guy reading the safer is not perfect, and therefore it's much better if you can go to a rebbe and talk to the rebbe as opposed to reading a safer. Ubarmed, huh? Also, he's going to get to, but here he's not even talking. He's going to get to that in a second. That every person also needs to hear this. He's going to get to that in a second. But now he's not even dealing with that. He's dealing with some one person reading a safer, which could be is tailor made for him and it's proper for him, but he doesn't have the proper way to, to intake the information and to utilize it in a healthy way. Now he brings up the point Shragi just brought up, is that a Sefer which is built on Seichel is not Shavu Nefesh, right? The same with two people don't look the same, their das, their knowledge, their, their experiences, their emotional challenges and baggages that they went through is also not the same. So very nice that the Sefer may be a great Sefer, and maybe you, even know how to take it, but not everybody is the same. People need to hear the safer differently, so it, it, it may be that maybe that the challenge is not in the person receiving it, but the safer itself is only written for a certain type of person, right? You could have a safer which is written written for somebody who's dealing with challenges in, you know, shmir sinayim. One which is written in One which is written for somebody who needs something more emotional, something more practical. Everybody's very different, so the safer it could be a Sefer, which maybe for somebody else would be the perfect Sefer, but it's not a a one-size-fits-all. So the challenge of a Sefer is, I can put out a Sefer in Avedis Hashem, it's only going to work for a select group of people. So therefore, if you go to a Rebbe on a Tzaddik, a Tzaddik, the Mila of a Tzaddik, and I'll talk about that in a second, is that he knows how to talk to each person individually on their level, based on what they need to hear, based on their life experiences, based on where they're holding, based on what they're holding financially, spiritually, practically, geographically. He can talk to each person individually. So writing a Sefer, maybe even if, Again, the first chasarin is in the one reading the safer. The safer is perfect, you don't know how to intake the information. The second one is that the safer may not be the proper safer for you. So you can open up a safer, and for somebody else, the greatest thing for them to do is to learn Hawaqah. For you, it's not the right thing. You should be learning more Gemara. You should learn a For them, they should learn Derech Hashem. For you, Derech Hashem is the driest thing. It doesn't, doesn't, it's, not the right, it's not the right fit. So the second challenge is you can write a Sefer, but you can't have a Sefer. The Balatani had tens of thousands of Hasidim. He says the second challenge, everyone's going to say, is very nice, Rebbe, you're writing a Sefer. And maybe, you know, we're not so confused, and we won't take it in the wrong way. But how can you write one Sefer that's Shavalechal? one say, for one-size-fits-all. He says, the second thing is, You're not going to get turned on and excited in Yiddishkeit by what somebody else is going to do. One Eitzah for somebody is the greatest Eitzah, and for another person, it's the worst Eitzah. I just heard of the story recently there, Shlomo HaFman, whose who's book I'm in the middle of reading, a person, person, a big Talmudor of Isaac Scherer, Learned, uh, he learned, was, It was basically, he, he was from the mamas from the world of the Musser and, and the Litvish world, but a, but a psychologist. He didn't actually have a PhD. He really began the whole prison reform movement in Eretz Yisrael. He ran the whole thing. He was the one that started the whole program to really turn prisoners into mention, into people, not where they go through like the American legal system where you go into prison, you come out and you're a bigger you're a bigger, you know, a bigger thug than you are before. You now know, more techniques how to steal and how to kill people. No, they, they worked on something called the prison reform system. I think now they have it in America also, but he was really, a, a person who really understood people in a very, very strong way, very, very close to Shah, very close to Pchatzka Levenstein, of Isaac Sharp, phenomenal person. They put out a safe, sperm after he was nifted, They're called Sicha HaSem shleima hafman, and the Imam took off on her to like crazy, because this is like, Pasha, it, it, it's sort of like Tanya, it's Pasha, so they just translated into English. Book one just got translated. It's called Conversations with Absalom Hoffman. Phenomenal. It deals with anxiety, how to deal with how to deal with Averis, how to get back up after the deal. I'm telling you the things he writes in there, I've said some of them over here before. If I told it to you from the from the Rabbi Nachman, you would believe it 100 percent He's saying it over from the from Yisrael Salanter, from Chatzko, from Rebshah, from you know from Bitzel Petterberger, from Isaac Sharer. He's saying it all over from other people, but he had such a clear, clear understanding. Yeah. Maybe the a clear, clear understanding of people and humans really in an unbelievable way. See, he writes a story in the book. He's talking about anxiety and talking about Yerush Hashem and proper, what proper Yerush Hashem looks like and improper Yerush Hashem. He writes such a good story in there, such a healthy story. He writes that he was stand, he was in Panovich and he was standing, sitting across from Abchatzkel, davening Yom Kippur by night. They're davening Kol Nidre. There's avening Kol Nidre, of course, from Abchatzkel, right? You can imagine what that's like. He's sitting in the front row. Rabshach's there, and Abchatzkel Levish stands there, right? The Mashkei Chapanovich is sitting there, and he's watching them daven Kol Nidre. He davens there at night. He davens Kol Nidre, my riv. he moves to the back of the Bismarck. So after Yom Kippur, Rabshakh comes over to him. Abchach says, what were you doing? You're sitting right in front of me, like, well, like, what happened? You know, Shachris he went to the other side of the Bismarck. He said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, I was standing there, and I was looking at Abchatzkel's face, and it caused me to have such anxiety Anxiety, looking at how, how much pach had had in his face when he was saying Kal Nidra and Meirvan, Kippur he said I couldn't daven he said I it, couldn't daven it caused me anxiety So looking at the Rabchatzkel's face during davening caused me anxiety so I went to the other side and Rabchatzkel said are you kidding? Rabchatzkel said when I look at Rabchatzkel's face during davening it makes the whole davening come alive I look at him and I see Reb That's Pachad. He knows what Hashem is. He's afraid of Hashem. And Rabshah HaFan writes for Rabshach, the best thing in the world for him to do during davening was to look at Rabchatzkol. It gave him the greatest peerage and it made him feel alive when he was davening. For me, the, the healthiest thing to do to do is to go to the other side of this and to walk away. And it says you have to know who you are. And you have to, again, this is Rip Stoima Haftman walking away from Rebchatskal okay. and telling I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. the anxiety and the fear was just too much for me. It wasn't good, it wasn't healthy for me. So you can have it in sperm. Certain sperm or personal and learn and they'll you'll learn racist yeah. chachma about gehenim, and certain people will be like, wow, now I really gotta start and other people will be like this is the most depressing, scary thing in the world. I don't want to be involved in this world at all. I don't like this Hashem who's putting me into Gahanim. I don't like this whole system. I'm done with the whole thing. It's a very valid. I love this story. It's such a good story because oh, wow. it's so, again, we're talking about, you know, yeah, like, g- okay. but he was a guy there. He was a mess. He was sitting in the front row in Panovich and he still said, For me, it's not good, it so I'm going to walk away. Like, no, no, it wasn't a Bacher. It was, he was yeah. the Mashkech, not the Mashkech actually, but he was, he was, he was very, 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 like, I mean, he said it's he not. Was a bacher, he was entitled, right? yeah, yeah, but I'm he, saying, but but he not not was in touch, right? A guy, right. You know? He was in touch with himself. He writes a lot about self awareness, A lot, of, about half the books about self awareness. Very, very unbelievable. Uh but uh, it was just such a such a healthy thing. It's so healthy. You know, but yeah, uh, so. uh, I just read it today and I read it. Such a So he uh, so huh? I'm sure. I'm sure. But conversations with Upshlema Hoffman. Hoffman. It's a picture of him in the front. Volume one. Mendy old Mendy Oldbaum read it and he was blown. You know Mendy Oldbaum. He was in the morning. He blown away. He bought a whole box them. He's giving the He gave me one. That's why I got it. He gave it. He gave me one before I went to So I was reading on the plane and I was. He deals with posh anxiety, how to deal with Averis, and the anxiety a person has from Averis. I'm telling you, I sent pictures because I was having a conversation with somebody a few days before who was having a lot of anxiety because he heard a certain schmooze who was giving him a lot of anxiety about Averis and how Gehenim and how it's very nice that Hashem loves you, but it's not true. And, but anyway, the guy was having a lot of anxiety, but I sent him like four or five pages of what he did, de- the healthiest way to deal with Averis in such a normal, balanced, healthy way. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyways, we're getting off topic. But the point is, the Tani is saying, very nice. So I'm gonna write a safer now that Shovel Chal Nefesh, not only for his dar, all the way till Pei base, shovel Chal Nefesh for everybody. Zakta Baaltani, the second challenge is maybe the safer is not meant for everyone. So maybe the people learning the safer will be great people, but you can't tell me that every the safer is meant for everyone. So I'm gonna write a safer that's gonna take the place of individual personal and personal meetings. Zakta Baaltani, I know what you're saying, you're saying to yourselves. Rabbi, it's not going to work, because the safer is not shovelled to Right, he says, one guy gets excited about something, another guy does. Yeah, the, the, the gemara and Brachis, I think it's definitely. He says, but Baruch Chacham HaRazim, is a special bracha you make, Yisrael, anytime 600,000 Jews are gathered together, I don't think this happens very often, but anytime this would happen, if 600,000 Jews are gathered together, make a special bracha, no, nah, not nearly six hundred thousand. You make a bracha. See <laughs> him You make a bracha. Barach chacham or razim. What does chacham or mean? Chacham, the one who's smart, who knows razim. Razim means secrets. What does that mean? She ain't the same. Day mezuluzu. gamara. What's the bracha of? It's a special bracha when you stand and you think about the fact. That there's six hundred thousand people gathered in this place, and every single person in this crowd has had a different life experience than all other five, nine, 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 9. Right? Every person has had a different thing. They may have all learned in the same yeshiva. They may have grown up in Flatbush. They may all wear Charles Darwin shirts and Ferragamo belts, but they all have a different life experience. They're not all the same. They're not all, And you make a bracha just thinking and recognizing the greatness of Hashem that He knows what's going on inside of each and every person's. Emotional well-being. He knows what every person went through. He knows the traumas everyone has. He knows the milas everyone has. Wow, Rebbeinu I'm standing here, and we all look somewhat the same. We're all from Yudin. Wow, Rebbeinu you're able to see each one of them secrets. the one of secrets. Thank you, Hashem. I remember, I, I remember when when I was first married, I was living in Flatbush. Yeah, I was living in Flatbush, and I was I was there was some sort of there was some sort of Asifa in Manhattan. I don't know, something to do with the Israeli government. I don't remember what it was about. I didn't know what it was about then. I still don't know what it was about. But my whole yeshiva I was learning, I was learning a then in drumman's then and the Arctic, and the whole Yeshiva went. Uh, they encouraged all Yeshiva to go. And Ryan the told them to go. And, and I remember afterwards we came back. I was like, Mama's newly married and I like wasn't gonna go and then I came home and I saw that illness was going. I thought okay, oh, let's go. So we went. And afterwards I we came back to Yeshiva, I think it was second Seder, maybe maybe the next day. And um, Ramat Yafi got up and he said, he said, just he said, obviously we don't make this bracha because we're only let's say five thousand people gathered together, whatever it was. He said, but just think about just think about what the bracha means for five thousand. You're right, halachically we don't make the bracha unless it's six hundred thousand. But just think about the fact that five thousand people are gathered together. Right? Think about right here, how many people are gathered together? And how many different life experiences we all have, right? We're all so similar. We all live in Lakewood, Jackson, Tom's River. We're all so similar. We live within a few miles of each other. We all daven in the same shul. We all look basically the same. There's so much similar to us, but deep inside of us, there's so many differences. And that's what the Baruch is, Baruch HaKacham HaRazim. This is it's unbelievable that you can see the Chacham HaRazim, the one who knows each one. Right? right? When Moeshe Rabbeinu wanted a new leader to take over, after before Moeshe Rabbeinu was going to be Nifter, he asked the Rabban Hashem, give me, can you please appoint? Ish Asher ruach bay. Zekra, asher, what does it mean? Bay. Appoint a leader who's able to understand the ruach, Shal kol achar achar. Okay. appoint a leader who can get the individuality in each person and understand each person as an individual. That's a real leader, somebody who's able to understand people individually. And therefore, Zakhtam Al Tani, the second challenge is very nice. I wrote a safer, but it's not Shaval Chal Nafesh. If you come and talk to me and I'm a proper Tamil a proper Sadiq, yeah, I can give you each individualized attention, I can understand you, get to know you, and then I'm able to give you proper Advice. But if I don't know you, I'm just writing a safer and putting it out to 40,000 Hasidim and, you know, ultimately, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have learned Tanya, that how in the world is it going to be Shavala Chal Nefesh? That's what he writes. The second challenge with the safer, the first challenge, again, is that the fact that people being makabal may not be makabal in the proper, healthy, balanced way. They may not know how to use the medication in the way, which is good for the Neshama. The second challenge, he says, is even if the people getting it are good, but the Sefer can't be Shavala Chal Nefesh. He's, he's going to say, it's impossible to make a safer, which is meant for everybody. And therefore, you have to know the individuals. And therefore, that's the second reason why he should have not written safer Tanya. We'll discuss next week two more reasons why he should have not written safer Tanya. And then he'll explain to us in the last like, two lines where and he felt that it was important to do, it was necessary to do, and you'll be able to get all these things, all these challenges, you'll get over all of them by learning Sefer Tanya. You'll be able to get everything you need. He's going to promise us in this Higeras that any question that we have in this Hashem, any question will be answered in the Sefer. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, promise that he promised. Any, any question, all the Shalas you're going to have that you want to come in and talk to me personally about, will all be explained in these 53 Prakim. Mr. Shem will continue next week.